Listener Production. What caused the Aussie market to lift for the first time this week? And global investors continue to walk on eggshells ahead of key US job figures on Friday. It's Thursday, the 5th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Craig, welcome. Good to be here yet again, and it's good that the share market has finished higher for the first time in is it four days? First time in four days? Thank it's you. the first time in four days. We've snapped a three-day losing streak. But keep in mind, we haven't reached the close just yet. So that means we're just on track to reach these levels. But, you know, we have been higher for the duration of today's session. And I'm always excited to have you on the podcast, Craig, our chief economist, especially with everything that's going on in the share market at the moment, everything that's going on in economic data. So who better to provide us all of the insights than you? Because there's been a lot going on, hasn't there? Well, there has been a lot going on. And we've put out some reports today saying, well, what's behind all this? And really, we can pin the tail on the donkey yesterday in terms of inflation. It's inflation fears. And yes. that's, that's, what's, that's really what's causing it. What, what we've seen over the last two months since the start of um, August, we've seen something like 7.5% uh, wiped off the US and the Australian share markets. And, and basically, you know, so over that period of time, central banks have moved to the sidelines. So they're saying, well, we're going to assess the impact of uh, our aggressive rate hikes. The one that's had to do the heavy lifting has been the bond market. So bond yields mm. have been rising, bond yields concerned about inflation, and the share markets have been falling. Fortunately, yesterday overnight, a reduction in some of the, the fears of inflation. We did have some figures out on jobs, the ADP survey of jobs. That's the private sector jobs, yeah, right? Yeah, private and that's sector a, payrolls. Yeah. That's ahead of the big one coming out tomorrow night, so we won't get to react to that until Monday here in Australia. But that's generally the big one, which is the public sector jobs that we're looking at. But the private sector jobs don't generally get as much attention as well as some of the other job figures that we got this week. But in, in this current climate, it's actually getting a lot more attention than it usually would. And we're seeing a lot of reactions in, in the share market because it's an indication of you know how long people think interest rates will stay higher. And you know last night, because those job figures that came out, they eased a little bit. And that means people then suddenly thought that interest rates might not have to go higher. So it's a little bit of a whirlwind. But what came out of those figures last night? Well, perhaps the investors thought that they went a little bit too far in terms of the selling of the share markets in recent times. And they looked at the ADP survey of private sector payrolls, as you suggest, up 89,000 in September. They were looking for a gain of 153,000 and it was up 180,000 in August. So certainly an easing in terms of employment by, by that measure. And we also had a sharp fall in the oil price overnight, which drove a lot of what we've seen today in, in Australia, a 5.6% fall in the NYMEX. So it was a bit of a recovery today for the NYMEX, up six-tenths of 1%. But the oil prices have come off, inflationary fears dissipating somewhat, and we saw a recovery in US shares, and that's rallied across into the Asian zone, of which we are part. Exactly right. So we did see bond yields hitting their highest level since 2007 yesterday. Last night, so well, the day before. And then last night they eased off and that's on the back of those jobs figures that we saw as well. And that's yeah. why we had the share market in the US reacting positively. And over here in Australia, we were able to have our first day of gains this week. We are still below that 7,000 point mark, which we haven't seen since late March before this week. So it's still quite low, but we are currently up two thirds of 1% ahead of the close up around 43 points, but still 
so far this week, down around three and a half percent. And keep in mind, we did hit an 11 month low in yesterday's session as well. Yes, and certainly, yes, the, the key drivers of developments to today was in that fall in the oil price. So we had Ampol down around about 2.6 percent, Woodside down, and Santos around about a half of 1 percent, Whitehaven Coal down 1.6 percent. On the other side of the equation was the oil users, like Qantas, up around about 2.2 percent, Horizon up 2.6 percent, and Lindsay Australia up in the order of 3 percent. So good news for one particular <laughs> sector, which is the energy sector, yep. favourable for, for others. Exactly. And I think Qantas could use all the good news they can get because they said they're going to have an excess of, you know, an additional $200 million in, in fuel expenses or something like that mm. um, just in the first half. So they definitely could use those lower oil prices. We also had um, some economic data today on house household spending. Uh, yes, household spending, according to the Bureau of Statistics, a household spending indicator that the comment which was relatively new. It's only a couple of years old, um, and it showed a 4.8% uh, gain in terms of household spending in, in August. If you look at discretionary or non-essential items, spending was flat. Non-discretionary or essential items, this, the spending on that was up 9.1%. Now, some of that would be extra things that people bought. Some of it would be prices. But... Um, uh, we saw um, a transport up 17.1%, so that's one of the more essential and items. Furnishings down by 12.1%. And there was a little bit more economic data out today as well. I think it was the, the trade data. Yeah, 9.6 billion uh, surplus, and so we continue to post significant trade surpluses here in Australia. 9.6 billion, we were looking at 8.7 billion, so certainly it exceeded expectations. Uh, one of the factors which was driving the result was gold. It almost doubled in terms of exports to, to $4 billion. In terms of sector performance today, as you did touch on with those oil prices, they did drop very sharply. In fact, I think it was the sharpest drop, uh, single day drop in over a year, right? So mm. pretty hefty seeing that 5.6% fall. When I, when I woke up this morning and saw those oil prices, I was like, Damn, that's not good. And keep in mind, we had oil prices approaching that 100 US dollars per barrel mark just not too long ago. So now I think they were around 84 around US, about 84, yes. US mm. a barrel. So they've definitely eased off there. But the energy sector was doing much worse earlier in the session. It was down as much as 2.6%, but at the moment down just about 1%. So it's definitely recovered over the session. Gold miners, as you alluded to, they actually did really well as a group today. The gold subsector up around 2% today or over 2%, and that's actually the best day for the gold subsector since late April. And scrolling through some of today's best performers, a lot of gold stocks were actually on there. One that released news was Newcrest Mining saying we'll pay out a special dividend of $1.10 US per share to eligible shareholders and that'll be paid out at the end of October, the 27th to be exact for those wondering. And they said they'll offer the payment in four different currencies, including US, Aussie, New Zealand dollars, and also the Papua New Guinea currency, Kina. And Newcrest and Newmont uh, got the final approvals through for, for their merger. The latest one from the Papua New Guinea government, well, that came last night. So that one's basically near sort of now that merger is likely to go ahead. That's very exciting news. We also had some dividend payments today. West Farmers paid a dollar and three cents to eligible shareholders, totaling $1.2 billion. We also had a couple of others, Fletcher Building, Breville, Gold Road Resources, Medibank, and many more. But 
comings and goings. I was so excited to see this today, Craig, with you on the podcast. I love your little segment that you've created. Yes, Mary Reams, she was at Macquarie for around about 20 years. She's been appointed to the Future Fund Board of Guardians uh, for a five-year term. So she's got that you know, sort of appointment from the, uh, the, the federal government. IOG has appointed William McDonnell as Chief Financial Officer from December 11th. He joins after being on the Integrity Council for the Voluntary Carbon Market and also Royal Sun Alliance. So he's had diversified experience there. Um, and Weebit Nano, which is um, a developer of advanced memory technology for the global semiconductor industry. It's announced that Mark Lichardo, I don't know whether I got the spelling of that or the <laughs> pronunciation, Lichardo will step down as interim director following the appointment of Naomi Simpson as non-executive director from September the 1st. Uh, Weebit Nano shares were up by 5.4% or thereabouts. The previous day they were down by 4.8%, so it can be a little bit volatile in terms of its share price. Yeah, they are definitely coming back from those hefty declines. But let's quickly look ahead to tonight and tomorrow. There's not too much that can move the market tonight out of the US. We have some job cuts data, which I guess might receive a little bit of attention and also international trade data, but that's looking back to the month of August, I believe. Yeah, challenger job cuts. We'll be looking at that to, for further sense of you know, so how the, the labour market's uh, faring, the international trade figures, and the initial jobless claims, claims for unemployment insurance, again, a, a key gauge of the, the job market. And that's really very much the focus at the moment. What investors would like to see is some softening of the job market, softening of wage pressures, therefore softening of inflationary pressures, and therefore more stable interest rates. And then tomorrow, we get those detailed retail trade figures. Obviously, we got the, the the key figures that we usually look at at the end of last week. So this one won't receive too much attention. There's also a few other small things out. One small company going ex-dividend tomorrow and a few paying out their dividends, about 20 actually paying out their dividends. WiseTech is one of those 8.4 cents per share, Evolution Mining, Genesis Energy, and a few others. But I think that basically wraps it up and we'll we'll be waiting for those key job figures on Friday night, which we'll talk a little bit more about in tomorrow's podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you. Catch you tomorrow. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.